This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Israel launches 400 strikes across Gaza where health officials say hundreds of Palestinians were killed. All on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Ashley Ferguson will be in with the Metro Huntington Weather Forecast. And Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 75. And now on to our top story. Tropical Storm Otis has strengthened to a hurricane as it approaches Mexico's southern Pacific coast, where it is forecast to make landfall near the resort of Acapulco late today or early tomorrow. The U.S. National Hurricane Center says that Otis was about 145 miles south-southeast of Acapulco today with winds of 80 miles per hour. It was moving north-northwest at 7 miles per hour. There was a hurricane warning in effect from Punta Maldonado to Zihuatanejo. Otis was expected to dump 5 to 10 inches of rain on the southern state of Guerrero with as much as 15 inches possible in some areas. That raised the possibility of mudslides in Guerrero's steep mountainous terrain. First it was Ford, then Stellantis, and now a General Motors factory has been added to the growing list of highly profitable plants where the United Auto Workers Union is on strike. Today, about 5,000 workers walked out at a GM's factory in Arlington, Texas. The strikes in Texas, as well as the largest Ford factory in the world in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Stellantis plant that makes lucrative Ram pickups in Michigan are aimed at getting the companies to capsulate to union demands for richer wages and benefits the automakers so far have offered. Automakers say they won't stick themselves with costs that can make their vehicles more expensive than competitors. The health ministry in Gaza says hundreds of people were killed in the past day as a result of Israeli airstrikes. Israel has been striking Gaza since Hamas's militants attacked southern Israeli towns on October 7th. Israel said today it launched 400 airstrikes over the past day, killing Hamas commanders and hitting militants as they were preparing to launch rockets into Israel and striking command centers at a Hamas tunnel shaft. The health ministry, which is controlled by Hamas, said more than 700 people were killed in the past day, a claim that AP could not independently verify. Republicans have picked Representative Tom Emmer of Minnesota as their nominee for House Speaker, but there's no guarantee that he can win the gavel. In fact, Republicans are no closer to ending the bitter infighting as hardliners and those aligned with Donald Trump are rejecting the choice. As the GOP whip Emmer jumps, jumped out front in private balloting today as the top vote-getter among the hodgepodge list of mostly lesser-known congressmen for Speaker. He won a simple majority of his colleagues behind closed doors, but fell short of the support from almost all Republicans he would need during a House floor vote ahead. It's been three weeks since Republicans ousted Kevin McCarthy as Speaker, a powerful position second in line to the presidency. 
Crews worked through the night, clearing wreckage of more than 150 vehicles involved in a series of crashes on Interstate 55 near New Orleans, caused by a, quote, super fog, unquote, of marsh fire smoke and dense fog that killed at least seven people and injured another 25. Hazardous driving conditions this morning prompted several schools in the area to close or delay. Louisiana State Police say an estimated 158 vehicles were involved and 25 people were injured, warning the death toll could climb as first responders looked for victims. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards issued a call for blood donors and asked for prayers, quote, for those hurt and killed, unquote. Coming up, Democratic governor spars with Republican challengers over pandemic policies in Kentucky debate. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Have a good day at work, honey. Remember, Billy has his first baseball game today. I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Hey, Mike, watch out for vehicles today because we weren't able to close off all traffic for the stretch of road we're resurfacing today. Tis the season for roadway construction, and according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, on average, negligent drivers cause 115 fatal occupational injuries at road construction sites per year. So, when you come across the orange cones and flashing lights, remember to slow down. Let's make certain our construction workers get home safe so Mike can catch Billy's first baseball game. Hey, Dad! You made it! You made it! You made it! Keep your eye on the ball. This safe driving message has been brought to you by your friends at WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. American gymnastics icon Mary Lou Retton has returned home following a lengthy hospital stay, stay excuse me, because of pneumonia. The oldest of Retton's four daughters posted yesterday on Instagram that her mother is in, quote, recovery mode, unquote. Shayla Kelly said the 55-year-old Retton faces a, quote, long road, unquote, um, but that she is taking, quote, baby steps, unquote. The update comes nearly two weeks after Retton's family said the 1984 Olympic all-around champion was, quote, fighting for her life, unquote, in intensive care. Democratic Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear has defended his sweeping COVID-19 pandemic restrictions while facing an onslaught of criticism from a Republican challenger, Daniel Cameron. The exchanges came during a high-stakes debate last night. It comes about two weeks before Kentucky's election. The bitter rivals sparred over the economy, education policies, abortion and transgender issues, and they were pressed to drill down on many of their policy positions. Some of the sharpest exchanges came when Bashir was asked to critique his policies during the height of the deadly COVID-19 pandemic. Cameron was pressed on what he would have done differently. Marshall's 38th president, Brad Smith, is just under two years into the job, and he even he admits it hasn't been an easy time for higher education in the state of West Virginia. 
Marshall is staring down a $28 million deficit, but unlike WVU, Marshall will try a different strategy for digging out. President Smith recently spoke at the Marshall Health Network community launch event in light of Marshall's newly improved health program. Smith says he wants the university to grow its way out of money troubles rather than cutting programs and jobs. Today, higher education is facing demographic changes, digital disruption, and doubt. Marshall University has flipped that on its ear. We have actually put together a plan called Marshall for All, Marshall. Smith says the focus of the plan is making the university even more affordable while also attracting and keeping students. It provides access to an affordable, flexible, and achievement-oriented education. And by working together, we are now showing that you can overcome those secular headwinds. We are growing enrollment. We're improving retention. We're getting grants for distinctive areas of research. And we are showing you can create the future by being the future. Freshman enrollment in the current semester has already seen improvements, partly the result of Smith's plan and the newly implemented metro area expansion, which lowered tuition rates for qualifying students. Coming up next, stranded at a closed border as bombs fall. Foreign nationals in besieged Gaza await evacuation. That and more news from around the nation when News and Radiate returns. Stay with us. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well, I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to snip them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines and don't be surprised when he does and oh hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. Welcome back to News Center 88. For the best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards, I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Newly released federal court documents say an off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot who tried to cut the engines on a regional jet mid-flight on Sunday told police after his arrest that he believed he was having a nervous breakdown and thought he was dreaming and that he had experimented with psychedelic mushrooms recently as his mental health worsened. It was not immediately clear if he was high at the time. Joseph David Emerson, 44, of Pleasant Hill, California, was initially arrested in Oregon on Sunday night on state 
counts of attempted murder after the flight crew reported that he attempted to shut down the engines on a Horizon Air flight from Washington State to California. The devastating Israel-Hamas war has trapped hundreds of foreign nationals in the Gaza Strip. For more than a week, their governments have advised them to wait at Gaza's Rafah crossing in preparation for evacuation through Egypt. But nothing has happened. As bombardments intensify and the humanitarian conditions become increasingly desperate under Israel's tight siege, Palestinians with foreign passports see a double standard in the way that their countries have galvanized to evacuate their citizens from Israel while neglecting those stranded in Gaza. Each day that the crossing doesn't open, they say, is a day they could be killed by an airstrike. Donald Trump's lead attorney in the 2020 Georgia election case against him is using another attorney's guilty plea to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the racketeering charges brought against all 19 defendants. Trump's attorney Steve Sato says it's the fourth time Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has dismissed the racketeering charge, quote, in return for a plea to probation, unquote. Attorney Jenna Ellis pleaded guilty today to a felony over efforts to overturn Trump's election loss in, in Georgia. The Florida resident is the fourth defendant in the case to enter a plea deal with prosecutors. Prosecutors say Ellis helped other lawyers as they lied to Georgia lawmakers. A strike by auto workers against General Motors is expected to cut the automaker's pre-tax earnings by $800 million this year and another $200 million per week after that. That's according to the company chief's financial officer, and those figures just include factories that are on strike now by the United Auto Workers Union. So if more plants are added, the losses will pile up farther. CFO Paul Jacobson told reporters, his statements came as GM reported today just over $3 billion in net income from July through September, a figure that was 7% below a year ago due to lost production from the strike and increased warranty costs. But the results sound soundedly beat Wall Street estimates. A novel program in Tennessee aims to interest more black and other minority medical students in organ transplants to help ease troubling disparities. Six students from Meharry Medical College spent the summer shadowing specialists at Tennessee Donor Services for hands-on lessons in recovering organs, matching them to recipients, and the empathy needed to work with grieving families. Thousands die awaiting a transplant because there aren't enough donated organs, and some don't get a fair chance, including black Americans. Whatever their career paths, the students say they plan to educate others about organ donation. Coming up next, Biden names technology hubs for 32 states and Puerto Rico to help the industry and create jobs. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. I want my Broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people. 
because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. South Korean officials say four suspected North Korean defectors were found in a small wooden boat near the two Korea's sea border. They were found today. Defections by North Koreans have been a sore point in the relationship in the relations, excuse me, between the two Koreas. South Korea accept those who choose to resettle in the South, but North Korea often says its people are held against their will in the South and demand they be returned. More than 30,000 North Koreans have fled to South Korea to avoid poverty and political oppressions since the late 1990s. The vast majority of them have come via China and then Southeast Asia countries. Defecting by sea is uncommon. Maui County's mayor says all of West Maui, except for burned-out sections of historic Laania, will reopen to tourism on November 1st. Maui has had impassioned discussions about when to welcome travelers back to the disaster-stricken region. Some residents drafted a petition opposing the return of tourists, saying the community wasn't ready. Mayor Richard says workers are ready to return to their jobs while acknowledging that's not true for everyone. He says those who aren't prepared to go back to work should talk to their employers and continue to seek the help and attention that they need. He says residents who have been staying in the hotels after losing their homes won't lose their lodging because of the reopening. Forty years after the bombing that killed 241 U.S. troops in Beirut, the United States is again sending troops to the eastern Mediterranean as tensions between Israel and Iran increase over the Israel-Hamas war. Bases housing U.S. troops in Syria and Iraq are coming under attack with suicide drones and rockets, while the Iran-backed Hezbollah is exchanging fire with Israeli troops on a daily basis. The Iran-led axis of resistance is warning that if the U.S. joins the war, the fighting will turn into a regional conflict, warning that U.S. bases will become legitimate targets. The White House says the dozens of U.S. technology hubs President Joe Biden is announcing will help communities across the country become centers of innovation critical to its competitiveness. Biden is designating 31 technology hubs that reach 32 states and Puerto Rico. The tech hubs are designed to help spur innovation in industries concentrated in these areas and to create jobs. The Democratic president announced the tech hubs Monday. The tech hubs are the result of a process the Commerce Department launched in May for cities to share $500 million in grants. The hubs tie into Biden's economic message that people should be able to find good jobs wherever they live. The Pentagon has sent advisors, including a Marine Corps general versed in urban warfare, excuse me, to Israel to assist in its plans to conduct a ground assault in Gaza. It is also speeding multiple air defense systems to the Middle East to defend U.S. bases in anticipation of additional strikes by Iranian-backed groups. The U.S. is sending multiple Patriot and a terminal high-altitude area defense system, as well as repositioning the Eisenhower Strike Group to the Middle East. A U.S. official says one of the officers leading the assistance is Marine Corps Lieutenant General James Glenn, who previously helped Special Operation Forces against Islamic State militant groups. 
And coming up, Ashley Ferguson will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Institute for Better Radio. We're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Ashley Ferguson, and it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It has been a partly cloudy day. Campus even caught some rays earlier in the day. Today's high temperature is 76 degrees. The clouds will stick around into the overnight hours, with clearing expected around the 4 a.m. hour. There is a very slight chance of rain shower, but no sizable amount of precipitation is expected. Tomorrow will bring with it few clouds and a cooler day than today. With a high of 74 degrees, a clear but chilly evening ex is expected. With an overnight low of 72 degrees. For your Thursday, it will be a bright and sunny with a high of 76 degrees and an overnight low of 50 degrees. Today's weather word of the day is nautical twilight. It's just fine to being in the morning and to the end in the evening. When the center of the sun is geometrically 12 degrees below the horizon at the beginning or the end of a nautical twilight under good atmospheric conditions and in the absence of other illumination, general outlines of ground objects may be distinguishable. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 74 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Ashley Ferguson. Thanks, Ashley. Now Ben Anderson joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Waylon. I'm Ben Anderson, and this is the FM Media Sports Report. I want to start with Marsh Athletics. In women's soccer, on Thursday night, the Thundering Herd will close out the 2023 regular season at Louisiana. Kickoff will be at 7 p.m. The Thundering Herd is coming off a 1-0 win versus Coastal Carolina. This marks the first ever meeting between Louisiana and Marshall in women's soccer. Then women's basketball is here for the 2023 season, and FM 88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards has more on the Thundering Herd's preparation for the upcoming season. Marshall women's basketball season gets underway with an exhibition on Sunday, October 29th against the U-Pike Bears. This past Friday, the women's squad finally got some outside competition at its scrimmage. Head coach Kim Caldwell said it was good for the members of the team to play against someone other than their own teammates. I think they enjoyed it, and I think it was important for us. We had a lot of things we had to fix from today, so it was really nice to be able to do it at home before we hit the road. Friday's scrimmage presented the revamped women's team a chance to take on a crew that provided a more aggressive and fast-paced style of play. The Thundering Herd did not back down from the challenge, with rebounding in the paint being a key factor in the practice victory for Marshall. Rochella Scott was at the forefront of the effort. We'll get two shots out of one shot that we already shot, so I think that's a big part of how we play. The opposing practice squad brought out the competitiveness in the Thundering Herd, and players for Marshall found that to be beneficial. Yeah, we've been practicing against one another for a few months now, so it felt good to finally get some new competition, see where we're at, and what we need to improve on, and, and what we can build on. Statistics were not recorded for the scrimmage since it was a practice session, but there were stars all across the court that will prove pivotal to the team's success this fall. One factor that cannot be put on a stat sheet, however, 
is communication. For the Thundering Herd, communication has remained a talking point throughout the offseason, and it seems as if the improvements are beginning to take shape, but still need some work. I think it has improved, and I think today was a big eye-opener for them about how much it's going to cost them if they don't fix it. Sunday's women's basketball matchup between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the U-Pike Bears tips off at 6.30 inside the Cam Henderson Center. The exhibition game is labeled as a fan's first game, and admission is free to all. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Marshall head coach Kim Codwell enters her first season after leaving Glenville State, where she led its women's basketball squad to a Division II national championship. We know in other sports news, NCAA women's basketball for the second consecutive year. Caitlin Clark of Iowa is an unanimous pick for the Associated Press preseason All-American team in women's basketball. Clark led Iowa to the NCAA championship game for the first time in school history, where the Hawkeyes lost to Angel Reese and LSU. Reese is also on the team along with Elizabeth Kitlin of Virginia Tech, Cameron Brink of Stanford, Paige Beckers of UConn, and Mackenzie Holmes of Indiana. In MLB news in the NLCS, the Arizona Diamondbacks are one win away from their first World Series since 2001, as last night Tommy Pham and Lourdes Guerrero Jr. hit back-to-back home runs and Merrill Kelly struck out eight to help the Arizona Diamondbacks force Game 7 of the National League Championship Series with a 5-1 win versus Philadelphia Phillies. Game 7 is tonight at 8-7 p.m. in Philadelphia with Brandon Fott starting for Arizona and Ranger Suarez for Philadelphia. ALCS, the Dolist Garcia homered twice and drove in five, one, in five runs as the Texas Rangers reached their first World Series in 12 years with an 11-4 blowout of the Houston Astros in Game 7 of the American League Championship Series. Garcia, the ALCS MVP, went deep in the four-straight game and set a record for RBIs in a postseason with 15 as road team took every game. Of course, he got things started for the Rangers with a long home run in the first inning. Nathaniel Lowe also connected for Texas, one of six major league teams without a World Series title. After winning their Lone Star State showdown with defending champion Houston, the wildcard Rangers opened the World Series at home Friday night against, Ari- against Arizona or Philadelphia. Austin MLB News, it was announced early this afternoon that the San Francisco Giants have hired manager Bob Melvin away from the San Diego Padres. Melvin will be returning to the Bay Area where he grew up, played for the Giants, and then managed the Oakland Athletics from 2011 to 2021. He leaves San Diego with a year on his contract amid reports of friction with general manager A.J. Preller. And then in the National Hockey League, NHL will be allowed to use pride tape this season after all. The league, Players Union, and a committee on inclusion agreed to give players the option to represent social causes with stick tape during warm-ups, practices, and games. It's a change from guidance provided to teams earlier this season that banned players from using rainbow-colored bright tape that drew backlash include LGBTQ plus advocates and players, some of whom said they would use it anyway. Pride Night has been a hot-button issue in hockey since six players chose not to participate in pregame warm-ups last year. This includes the FM88 Sports Board. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thank you, Ben and Jonathan. Coming up, four changed and theft of truckload of two million dimes. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. 
no score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding, Sportside, bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Aspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. And finally, today on News Center 88, federal authorities have released more details and unsealed charges in the theft of more than two million dimes earlier this year from a tractor trailer that had picked up the coins from the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. The truck driver was bound for Miami when he pulled into a parking lot to sleep on April 13th. During the night, thieves made off with a portion of its cargo of $750,000 in dimes, a shipment weighing about six tons. Thousands of coins were left scattered all over the lot in northeast Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Inquiry reports that prosecutors contend that the theft, which they now say totaled $234,000 in stolen dimes, was part of a series of robberies from tractor trailers passing through the region that also netted the thieves for frozen crab legs, shrimp, meat, beer, and liquor. (laughs) And that does it for this edition of New Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Emma Johnson, Ashley Ferguson, Ben Anderson, Jonathan Edwards, and Luke Hamilton, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Willen Smith, and your thought of the day is, the human race has one effective weapon, and that is laughter. Mark Twain. <laughs>